Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh Started by thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala For all the ni'mah and counting bounties To thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala For the biggest ni'mah that Allah has bestowed upon us Of kalima la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah Understanding, believing and living according to the La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant all of us a life that will be pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we leave this world. Allah is pleased with us. Shaitan tries best to the opposite to make sure that Allah is not pleased. So he can smile and laugh for the challenge he took with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that I will make sure just like you have taken me out of Jannah, I will make sure that Ibn Adam, all the sons of Adam will follow me to Jahannam. This is a challenge that shaitan took with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we should always thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for protection from his and our enemy, number one. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran regarding the situation we see today not only from the enemy of Allah but even from the believers of Allah. And it's something that we should be aware of and ask Allah, keep always asking Allah for protection and for his guidance and support. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in Surah Al-Baqarah and the topic is regarding hardness of hearts and being harsh. When you see somebody very harsh personality, and there's a say they say, you know, heartless. You don't even have a heart, you don't feel. And this is the situation we see today. Unfortunately, to the people of book, Ahlul Kitab, the Yahudis are Ahlul Kitab. Eh? And the prophets and Anbiya were sent to these people. But how heartless they've become today. Their heart have become so hardened. They have no feeling whatsoever. I see some images. How could you as a human being, as insan, becoming so heartless that you commit such a crime and you smile at it and you feel proud of it? Even the animals don't do that. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, those are like animals, but in fact they're worse than animals. Because they're human beings acting like animals, so they become worse than animals. Animals are animals. The best of the creation are human beings, insan. But when insan become like animal, they're the worst than animals. Their actions become worse than animals. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in Surah Al-Baqarah, ثُمَّ قَسَدْ قُلُوبُكُمْ 
min ba'di dhalika fa hiya kal hijarati aw ashaddu qaswa Allah says then your heart became hardened after that being like stones or even harder than stones stones the example Allah gives here you you can use it for many purposes when you don't have the hammer you can get a, a stone and use it and the, the stone doesn't feel anything no pain even if it breaks into pieces it doesn't matter you find another one you use it you drive over it it doesn't feel it how many times we drive on the pavement does a stone ever complain uh, why are you driving over me there's no feeling so allah is giving example of when insan a human being who's given the heart their heart becomes so hardened so heartless and their personality their character becomes so harsh allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also mentioned in surah al-maidah fa bima naqdhihim mithaqahum la'annahum waj'alna qulubahum qasiyah so for their breaking of their covenant we cursed them and made their hearts become hard when we don't follow the commands of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala la ilaha illallah we say it but we don't live according to it we agree to it we utter it but our words and our actions totally differs when you see a person talking you believe they are muslim but when you see their actions they totally against the character of the muslim and this is what we seeing today in the muslim countries how could you even sleep at night seeing knowing that you have participated one way or another you have supported the genocide the killing of muslims in palestine in sudan in yemen and now it's happening in india today muslims are killing each other country such pakistan bangladesh If you look at who's supplying the weapons to kill the Muslims in Yemen in Saudi Arabia you are supporting it you have got blood in your hands you will be answerable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of qiyamah you might get away with it in this dunya but not in the grave and not on the day of qiyamah and this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says because they have gone against what allah has bestowed upon this ummah la ilaha illallah muhammad rasulullah their actions speaks different compared to what they're saying they call themselves a muslim even the time of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam they munafiqin they act as if they are muslims they sit with the muslims but their heart was not accepting it they are munafiqin and for those allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the quran in the munafiqina fi darkil asfal min an-nar on the day of qiyamah 
their punishment will be that they'll be given the lowest level in the Jahannam. May Allah protect us from that. Allah has given them so much wealth and so much status in the dunya. And they call themselves the leaders of the Muslim world. But their action doesn't go accordingly. They might get away for one year, two years, three years, ten years. Everybody has to leave this world one day. And then when we go six foot under, no one is going to come to support you there except for our actions, our deeds. And this is the time when you look back and think, what have I done with my life in the dunya? 30, 40, 50, 60, 80, whatever years you lived in the dunya. If you did not live according to La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah, you did not live your life to please Allah, you left this dunya, Allah is not pleased with you, then you're going to find the, all the difficulty in the grave to start with and the day of Qiyamah is waiting for you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues in Surah Al-Zumar. Allah says, Another one is remembers of Allah, to remember Allah. Shaitan tries his best to make us forget to remember Allah, to thank Allah, to praise Allah, to ask from Allah. Shaitan, shaitan doesn't like that. And Allah says, So woe to those whose hearts are hardened against the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Their hearts have become so heartless, so hard, that they don't even have the reminder to remind them to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are so far away from the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. From morning till night, all they're doing is running after the dunya, worrying about the dunya, worrying about their status, worrying about their wealth, worrying about their position in the dunya. Forgetting that it only takes a second. Ida arad Allahu shay'an an yaqula lahu kun fayakun. When Allah says your time is up, then the time is up. And the Prophet said, Human being, insan, we are all asleep until when the death comes. That's when we wake up. That's when the reality hits us. You say, Ya Allah, I forgot about this moment. I was so busy running after the dunya, I didn't even prepare myself for this moment. Ya Allah, give me one more chance. Ya Allah, give me one more minute to do your dhikr. Ya Allah, give me one more opportunity to give sadaqah. Ya Allah, give me one more opportunity to do a good deed. But it's too late. We gave you 60 years. You asking for one more minute? We gave you opportunity upon opportunity. You asking for one more opportunity now? We gave you 80 years in this dunya. What did you do to them? And the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu mentioned that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala said, وَإِنِّي خَلَقْتُ عِبَادِي هُنَفَاءَ كُلَّهُمْ 
وَإِنَّهُمْ أَتَتُهُمُ الشَّيَاطِينُ فَاجْتَلَاتْهُمْ Allah says, Indeed I created my servants with the natural disposition to worship Allah and Allah alone without any partners. But the devil, the shaitan, let them astray. That's what he's here for. That's what the challenge he took from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he's not going to stop. When he sleep, he doesn't sleep. Shaitan doesn't sleep, doesn't eat, doesn't need, have all the necessities that we have. He's at work 24-7. It is upon us, the guidance given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Prophet Muhammad told us what is right, what is wrong, what is good, what is not good. It is up to our own choice. So many times, so many, we blame the shaitan always. Miss my salat, this shaitan made me miss the salat. You commit a sin, your shaitan made me commit a sin. Yes, it is true. He's doing his job. So what's the new about it? But where is your knowledge? Where is your understanding? To fight the shaitan. You knew exactly that time of salat was there. He tried his best to make sure you missed the salat. And you allowed him to do so. He's not going to be answerable to Allah on the day of Qiyamah for that. He'll wash his hands and say, Allah, I was doing my job. But they knew better. So the blame comes back to the person. Shaitan will be punished anyway. But why should I be a part of him? Shaitan is going to go to Jahannam anyway. Why should I follow him? Why should I let him destroy my akhirah? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us the understanding of the Quran. How often do I read it to understand it? Allah, Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa taught us the ajr and sawab and the benefit of the salat from the long list on the day of qiyamah the first question on the list with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of qiyamah will be about salat our prayers it is not about ticking the box To pray the salat is not about ticking the box. Ya Allah, here your fajr is done. Ya Allah, here your dhuhr is done. Allah, here your jumu'ah is done. Allah does not need our prayers. Allah does not need our salat. We pray for our own benefit. On one occasion, one of the Sahaba came to the Masjid of the Baby Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he was late. He missed the Salat. When he came to the Masjid, he saw the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the dars, in the gathering with the Sahaba, teaching them. And his good intention was that he didn't want to miss that gathering. 
But because he had to pray first, at the same time the gathering is also important to him. The knowledge given by the Prophet Muhammad first hand. So he performed his salat so quickly. And the Prophet Muhammad saw him. The way he performed his ruku, the way he performed his sajda. When he came to the Prophet the Prophet told him, Go return back and read your salat again. Because the way you prayed it is as good as you haven't prayed it. You haven't given the rise to the qiyam, to the ruku, to the sujood. Every action has its rights. And I've seen people praying. The sajda is like, have you ever seen a chicken eating? Or a bird? The way they eat. The sajda is like, touch the floor and up. Where are we running to? What we were running to is not as important as that salat, as that sajda. When we are praying, we are performing salat, it's a one-to-one connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not about ticking the box. Just like we enjoy the nice, beautiful meal, especially if somebody invited you to the biryani, and you're probably fasting the whole day, you're waiting for the iftar. You're going to take your time, make sure I enjoy that meal. Or we're going to eat it within 60 seconds and say, that's it, I'm done. No. I'll take my time. Even the person says, you know, we need to hurry. He said, no, let me enjoy my meal. I earned it, man. The whole day I was fasting. 10, 20 minutes, half an hour. Why not? You're waiting for, for the whole day for that meal. What about the creator who created us? Doesn't he deserve the better? That ruku I'm doing to who? For who? That sajda I'm performing to who? To the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who created me. And my action speaks different. As they say in English, action speaks louder than words. Ruku is done in such a way, sajda is done in such a way that there is no connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah doesn't need our salat. He's not in need of our salat. How often have I opened the Quran, the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Read it in a such a way that those words touch my heart. When you hear the Quran, there's some people in the world, I know I've seen it. When they hear music, it takes them to a different level, to a different world. Even if you talk to them, they might even not hear you. Because that's what they are. They enjoy it. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught, mentioned to us, taught us, We're looking for the, the sukoon in our hearts, the sukoon in our mind, the sukoon in our life, the peace 
Allah says you'll find it in my remembrance, in my dhikr. When you hear Qari Abdul Basit reading Imam of Haramain Sharifain reading or whichever Imam in a beautiful voice and you get lost in that voice, in that tilawa, in that dhikr of Allah, in the words of Allah, and it takes you to the next world. That is the connection between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My dear brothers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves us. The question is, how much do I love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Shaitan wants us to love the dunya, and whatever it is in it. How much time? You can evaluate yourself. You can assess yourself. You don't need anyone else. How much time do I spend for the dunya, for the sake of the dunya? And how much time do I spend for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Even when you're driving, you're doing your dhikr in the car, you're walking, you're doing dhikr of Allah, you never know when our last moment will be. If Allah has decided for me to leave this dunya, I could be even walking. And how beautiful that death would be that Malikul Maud come to visit me and all my heart, my tongue, my mind, my soul, it is in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give me the tawfiq and ability to live a life that will please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and when I time to come to leave this dunya, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with us, inshallah. Brother, there is a reminder, inshallah, one announcement that we made announcement last week as well. Uh, Alhamdulillah, Masjid will be performing the, uh, the iftar in the whole month of Ramadan. And there's opportunity for those brothers who like to sponsor. It is 500 pounds per iftar. And inshallah, any brothers who like more details, more information, they can come to see our Imam Molana Junaid Sahib, inshallah.